please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hey, this is Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. And I'm coming to you today. It's been a long week. It's been a long Friday, and I wanted to wrap it up for you. What I'm really hot on right now is guardianships. Um, I'm so fired up about guardianships right now. You have no idea. And what this is entitled, this episode is guardianships uh, or uh, guardianship nightmares. And I want you to avoid them. Um, you, you, you just have no idea what you're getting into if you do not plan ahead with some basic documents and what you're subjecting yourself and your family to and your hard-earned savings that you've worked for your entire life. Your home, I'm telling you, guardianships are not good things. It's not a good place to be. If you wind up in a guardianship, all assets are frozen. It is nigh impossible to move them, Okay and or to help yourself or a family member. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. So let's just explore what type of guardianships there are. There are guardianship uh, of the person, of the estate, and general guardianship. Guardianship of the person means um, you are able to make health care and other uh, legal decisions for someone, okay? And, uh, um, and, and that doesn't mean manage their money. Okay, that's guardianship of the estate. If you're guardian over the estate, you just can manage their money, but not make those other legal and healthcare decisions for them. Um, if you're general guardian, you can manage their money, and you can uh, uh, manage their healthcare decisions and other legal decisions. Now, some requirements for, say, guardianship of the purse of I'm sorry of the estate or general guardianship are you have to file annual inventories, keep all receipts for everything you do, and hope that you're making the right moves with all the expenditures, okay? Um, because even though I know that the majority of people are acting in good faith, taking care of their family members, you will get flagged for some funky stuff, and I'll go into that in a little bit. Always petition the clerk for any, anything, any way you need to spend money is just a safe bet. Petition the clerk ahead of time. I have seen clerks petition and remove a guardian, okay? I've seen them petition to remove a guardian, a family member, a trusted family member that loves their either their mother or you know sister or brother to death and would never do anything wrong with their money, but petition to remove them because they paid tithe. Yes, you heard me right. Because even if they have a history of always paying tithe, and that's so important to them, and they're a spiritual being, and trust me, you're still a spiritual being after you're found incompetent and need a guardian as before. But if you're paying tithe, even a minimal amount of tithe, make a big deal out of that like, like something really crazy is going on because you're contributing to the church. Even if that person is a really strong part of the church, okay, and a really great fixture at that church. It's just, it's unreal. It's sad. Again, I'm fired up about this. I can't believe this is our society today. I cannot believe it. You shouldn't believe it either. And you should be up in arms about it. I'm telling you, uh, because it's horrible the way that guardianships are run today. Um, I have seen birthday gifts, 
small birthday gifts for family members that this this ward this person this incompetent might love their you know their niece or nephew or something and want to buy a little something and the guardian says okay we're going to buy a little something for this this child on this birthday and it's just blown into a oh you know the the guardian you know that's the family member is 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 uh is taking advantage of this war by buying this little birthday gift for this person and you're hearing me right these are actual uh, events that I have witnessed take place, okay? And so you need to be aware of that, of that. You need to be aware that those are potential problems and issues, and that's not even talking about larger things. Uh, when you start getting into larger uh, conveyances or, or, or expenditures, even if you're acting in the best interest, if you feel like you're acting in the best interest of your mother, dad, sister, brother, uh, son, daughter that you're guardian of, um, it's, you know, you are going to be looked at almost as the bad guy and, and under a really, really harsh and sharp eye by the clerks at the clerk's office who are going to really give you a hard time. And I don't mean a little bit. I mean a hard time. They're going to give you down the road. And that's happening. It happens in this community all the time where I live in Cleveland County. And I'm sure it happens across the state of North Carolina. And it's, it's, it's harsh and it's, it, it takes no prisoners and it can tear up a family and really, really, uh, you know, call out your reputation as well. So you want to try to avoid these guardianship nightmares. You want to stay the heck away from them. And there's easy ways to do that. Um, you can avoid them by putting in place powers of attorney. I don't like short-form powers of attorney. And let me tell you why I equate powers of attorney with guardianship. You can put in place a general durable power of attorney that's the same, functions the same as guardianship of the estate, which means you're in charge of the money and spending it correctly. You still have a fiduciary duty to take care of mom, dad, sister, brother, and, and act in their best interest. But you're not under uh, the eye of the state. The state isn't questioning every move you make, which is a huge problem, okay? It's a huge problem. And, uh, and, you know, let's say I have seen the state will let a person's house. Let's say you were in um, a nursing home. I have seen the state let a person's house fall in and rot instead of take any money and fix that house up. But they'll let the money be spent down every single month at five to seven grand a month. Bam, hitting every month. And just just to the, the to the nursing home. So you might as well go ahead and write a check for everything you save for your entire life, and write it out to the nursing home. And the state feels justified in doing that. It's not right. It's not okay. I advocate against it every single day. However, hey, that run. Um, a general durable power of attorney will help you avoid this situation. It will help keep you out of this situation. And that's what you want. And that's what you need. Again, I'm not a fan of forms uh, because they can easily be modified. Uh, don't print one off online. That would be my, you know, don't let your entire retirement and assets that you saved and worked for your entire life, don't let those uh, be uh, um, be uh, just squandered or, or put the state in control of it. Take control, man. Take control, uh, you know. 
put those general durable powers of attorney in place ahead of time. Ours are between 21, 25 pages, our long form powers of attorney, because they really enumerate everything that you can do. Our powers of attorney would allow you, for instance, to um, make any, any business decision, really, that, that you can make yourself. Your, say your wife could do that and step in. Heck, my wife can't even uh, modify my cell phone bill because I set it up unless she has a power of attorney or something like that to do so. Utilities, if they're in the other spouse's name. Uh, you know, if you're aging, then go ahead and put uh, not only your spouse on there, uh, aging or not, everybody needs to have these in place. But put your, put your, uh, uh, put multiple people. You want to have people, if Michael Jordan's playing the game and he fouls out, we need somebody to come off the bench. So your attorney, in fact, the person that's acting as you, when you can't because of a health care problem, even if it's temporary, you know, if that person can't act, let's not try to put the state in, in place we don't want that. We want to stay the heck away from that, okay? I'm telling you, stay away from that. We want to go ahead and put a second person in place, a second trusted family member, like um, your, maybe a son or a daughter. And you can go as deep on that bench as you want. You might want two or three people sitting on the bench ready to come in and fill in for a husband or a wife, you know, for your husband or wife that, uh, that you have as your primary attorney, in fact. Now, why is that important? It allows you to, pl to do Medicaid planning ahead of time also, or at, in an emergency also. If it comes time that uh, you need to plan for uh, how you're going to be cared for in a nursing home, something like that, you are stuck unless your wife has a, a power of attorney in place. Because otherwise, to, to do anything with the IRA, let's say you have early onset Alzheimer's in your 60s or early 70s. And your wife still has a, a good 20 or 30 healthy years to live. All the money's being spent down. And she's in my office crying because all the money's going away. And you didn't act ahead of time to put in place a general, durable power of attorney. And I see this situation on a regular, weekly basis at least, okay? And it's sad because then you're looking at a guardianship to do anything and they're going to lock it down and the state has no mercy. They do not care. Uh, that 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 you're going to be you know destitute if uh, if all this money's spent down. Okay, um, that's a general durable power of attorney. Ours also allows for that Medicaid and long-term care planning. Um, so let's put those in place ahead of time. Okay, um, it's very very important. Healthcare powers of attorney. Okay, healthcare powers of attorney will replace guardianship of the person. Now guardianship of the person is, is um, where you're going to have a family member, a court proceeding, and a family member would be appointed to make health care decisions for you, okay? And that isn't so burdensome and, and over-governed, okay? I, I'll say that. Uh, that's a little more reasonable and gives you a little more leeway to make health care decisions that are, you know, legal decisions that are in the best interest of, they call it the ward. So it might be you, okay, this, that needs to be taken care of. Um, in addition, there are, um, how about healthcare powers of attorney would replace guardianship of the person. It would allow, I like to appoint a quarterback, okay? That quarterback, uh, is, I look at the huddle as being the family. The quarterback goes and meets up with the family, says, hey, look, you know, mom's in this situation. She needs this healthcare procedure. There's a couple of options here, you know, for the procedures. Uh, what should we do? Let's let's take a consensus. Let's 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 work this out. One person, 
is going to go back to the doctor. Don't have the sister flying in from uh, Arizona, okay, the sister from San Francisco, or the brother from Boise, okay? Don't have them flying in. They haven't seen you, you know, in 20 years, and, uh, and, and they're going to all of a sudden have a different idea of how to care for you, even though your family's been doing that for, you know, the last five years, okay? Um, appoint one person, because who is the healthcare facility supposed to listen to? Who, who, which son or daughter trumps the other? Um, if, if there's conflicting opinions about health care. It puts the doctors, it puts the facilities in a really, uh, it puts the administration and staff of a health care facility really at a disadvantage to make life and death decisions for you and life-saving measures and, and include, um, you know, including just, just general health care, uh, you know, decisions that need to be made. So you can avoid a guardianship situation with a general guardianship or guardianship over the person by putting in place healthcare powers of attorney ahead of time, okay? There should be separate documents from the general durable power of attorney. It call, it, we call it durable, by the way, because it survives incapacity, mental incompetence, or mental disease, okay, or disability. So, so you know, when you really need it, it's going to be active. If it doesn't have that clause in it, it does, it does not survive mental incapacity, mental disability, uh, or uh, mental incompetence. It doesn't. So you want to make sure you have that in place, okay? Um, in closing, guardianship nightmares exist. They happen every single day. Um, it's a cold, hard process. It's a process of law, um, and unless you want your estate eaten up, and unless you want your estate eaten up by attorney's fees, and uh, and also just spent into the ground with no choice, the guardian with no choice of what to do, put those two documents in place ahead of time. I'm Greg McIntyre, the Elder Law Guy, with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. I'm fighting for you every single day, as hard as I can. I guarantee it. Ask my clients. Um, if you need to reach me or talk to me, uh, call me. It's 704-259-7040. 704-259-7040. Have a great weekend. Bye.